This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Holy Spirit continues to set hearts on fire with the love of Christ and inspire people to bring the good news to a world that is aching to hear it. Welcome to Blazing the Trail, a weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. Now, here's your guide on this grand adventure, Catholic singer, songwriter, author, and speaker, Miriam Marston. Welcome back to Blazing the Trail here on Mater Dei Radio. I am your host, Miriam Marston, and I'm grateful to have this time with you each week as we explore the many different ways we can respond to the call to share the gospel. And if you're a longtime listener, you'll know that I am a big fan of the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. For years, I've been fascinated by the remarkable world he created, the world of Middle-earth. Even before I read The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, I was captivated by stories of dragons and daring rescues and adventures. I would read them over and over, and depending on what was going on in my life, there might be certain characters I'd resonate with more, or certain plot lines that spoke to me more directly. That's actually not too different from my experience of reading scripture, by the way. I can return to a certain passage in the Bible over and over again, and depending on the season of life I'm in, there are certain words or ideas that stand out and speak to me in a powerful way. But back to stories. You know, one of the great gifts of stories is that we can situate ourselves in an imaginary battle between good and evil. So when the time does come and we have to choose between the two, and honestly, it might not be some epic moment, but rather a more seemingly mundane choice between right and wrong, um, through immersing ourselves in a story, we've already had a kind of exercise in this. We've seen characters navigate desperate and difficult situations and we might draw some inspiration and encouragement from these characters. My guest this week, Dominic D'Souza, explores some of these themes in our conversation, the intersection between faith and fairy tales, between reality and stories. You know, it is often in imaginary realms where we first encounter otherness, and this can be a first step in the spiritual life, and is often the first domino to fall in the journey of evangelization, just recognizing that there are worlds and mysteries beyond the self. I was recently watching the latest Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and at one point, a character begs the villain to stop his actions for God's sake to which the villain angrily responds, there is no God. That's why I stepped in. I paused the movie for a moment and I thought, wow, that's what we do when we live in a way that doesn't allow for the existence and the presence of God. We just step into that void and make ourselves the God of our universe, of our story. And honestly, if the books and movies are right, that scenario normally doesn't pan out too well. In fact, it's usually catastrophic. So again, very often the first steps in faith are about admitting that, well, we are not God, and we have to reach out towards the one who is, the one who is so utterly other than us, but who desires deep and lasting communion with each one of us. 
And then we get to tell others about this as well. So we can say with St. Paul in his letter to the Romans, Thus I aspire to proclaim the gospel not where Christ has already been named, so that I do not build on another's foundation, but as it is written, Those who have never been told of him shall see, and those who have never heard of him shall understand. So please enjoy my conversation with Dominic, who describes how stories have this power to give us back our purpose. And I'll be back with a brief reflection on the other side of the interview. I'm joined today by Dominic D'Souza. He is the founder of Smart Catholics and Legend Fiction. He is a full-time marketer and, in his words, a total dork. He loves movies, philosophy, all those good things. Dominic, it is great to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm good. It's fun to meet you, Miriam. Thanks for having me on. Well, Dominic, you cover a lot of ground in your online presence, um, and we'll we'll get to that. But I am just curious to know where and how it all started. Um, how did you begin gravitating towards these topics of faith and reason and writing? Were there some significant milestones or perhaps influences that led you in that direction, both spiritually and creatively? Now, that's a very long story. So, um, in an Let's see. In a nutshell, I was born in New Zealand and then raised in Fiji and France. And uh, first time I went to school was a Hindi school in Fiji, which was awesome. Um, half the time I was homeschooled, half the time it was with different Catholic parochial schools or private schools. Um, my dad did a lot of traveling for different teaching positions and so on. And so we uh, grew up in Australia, tried a year in France with a boys boarding school and then ended up um coming to the United States. We've been here now for a oh, long time, 10, 10, 15 years or so. Uh, yeah. I'm now married. My little girl's just celebrated her 10-year-old birthday. Oh. And um, the, it's it's just been a long journey with a lot of different, meeting a lot of different people. I was realizing this the other day. I don't actually know what my spiritual identity is because I'm not exactly sure what my culture is. You know, my dad's Brazilian. Um, my mom is is sort of half German, half Irish. I just described the different continents that we lived on. So in a way, I'm like a, I'm a person searching for a home, searching for a spiritual home, searching for, for an identity. Um, and then as a kid, I was always reading just reading, watching movies and um, something like Indiana Jones just gripped me when I was a kid. And I, I think I decided I wanted to be an archaeologist when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> and then I discovered Stargate. Uh, and my favorite character on that was, um, oh, and now live, I am forgetting his name. Anyhow, he's the archaeologist on the team. Absolutely love that guy. Yeah. And um, that in, sort of the, the whole thing with mythology and uh, started challenging, well, what do I think I know about the faith? And um, I confess I was the kid who ran away from catechism. Like I took that book and I hid it behind the TV in the living room because I did not want to study. That was boring. I wanted to read Viking mythology, Egyptian mythology. Mm -hmm. I just wanted the novels and stories and books. And um, looking back now, I realize I think it's exactly what needed to happen to me because it, it created a lot of imaginary um, foundations and groundwork um, that's allowed me to now take those same skills into uh, understanding and, you know, reading the catechism, reading the faith and understanding how it's be, it, it's developing, how it's evolving and being, you know, ever clarified and then applied in, in the world as the world keeps changing and, you know, with all the different people that are in it. So I'm on a journey to, 
re-understand my faith. I thought I understood it as a child, and now it's time to, you know, put away the ways of a child and understand it as the, uh, I love the way the Holy Father puts it, a mature and discerning adult in the faith. And that's a very different role. It's a very different sort of um, challenge or, or invitation. So, that's where I've been kind of deconstructing my faith and then reconstructing it, um, following the guidance of the Holy Father. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of him and, and uh, what he's, how he's tackling and approaching these issues. And uh, as a way to kind of sort of uh, create outlets to discuss these things with other people, I've created a couple of different communities. One being, as you kindly mentioned, um, Smart Catholics. It's a community where we talk about these sorts of things, kind of things I'm passionate about, find out who else is out there who thinks like this sort of thing. Uh, and then legend fiction um, as a place where we can write together and read together and share what we think about movies and media and, and so on. Um, you didn't mention uh, a, a point which, well, I told you not to, but I'm a professional procrastinator. I love writing stories and novels. Um, I'm always trying to write one as any good author worth their salt will say. Yeah. Um and that's one reason also why I created this community. Writers need communities to meet yeah, up and, yeah. and hang out with each other. But most importantly, we need to stop um, uh, Bible bashing with our fiction or trying to evangelize with our fiction. There is a place for evangelistic literature, but we actually need to get back to creating stories that fascinate and rivet people mm. Um and, and, you know, because if, if you're not a great writer, nobody's going to stick around to to find out what your message is. So that's why I wanted to create this community. we got to figure out how to write better together. Yeah. So that was, I don't yeah. know if that answered your question. There's a bunch. No, no, that's that's really helpful. I uh, and, and Dominic, you've probably done, I imagine you've done lots of reading. So have you found some particularly strong examples of that kind of literature that is so riveting, that leaves such a, a deep impression that you're seeking out kind of the messages that the author is trying to communicate? Well, that's a fantastic question. Um, you and I were chatting earlier about Tolkien, and I think Tolkien is a fantastic example of this, um, where he's what he created is something so powerful and so beautiful and it's full of so much reality that anybody anywhere can read it and fall in love with it. Um, and then from that begin to enter into the kind of worldview that we Christians look at the world, you know, um, that's actually a very hard thing to do. Um, we've, yeah. we've, we don't actually know what world we live in anymore. And we're actually kind of on the tail end of 400 years of very silly philosophizing and theories of human nature. And it's kind of left us adrift and we don't know who we are. We don't know why we're here. And then if you have somebody on a street corner, you know, lambasting you with a Bible or with gospel verses, it's like, well, I, we don't have the bigger picture of how it all fits together. We used to. And uh, I think that we functioned better together as as peoples, as villages, as nations. We don't have that anymore. We need to rediscover that. I think it's actually the most important thing we have to rediscover is what is the story that we all live in? Yeah. Only then will we want to know, now that I know the story, what do I got to do? Because we're here to do things and learn to be something. And that's when things like, um, well, doctrines and catechisms start to, that's when they make sense because then we know that, that we need them. So I think stories like Tolkien are fantastic. Um, and if somebody wants to sort of chat with me afterwards, you know, with a beer or a cup of coffee, I'll, I'd love to list all kinds of other possibly controversial and really fun um, 
movies and, and other books from modern media that a lot of us are very, very quick to dismiss or condemn. And I will look at them and think, nope, there is a heck of a lot of God and goodness going on in these things, but it's inverted. And that's actually mm-hmm. a really, really powerful sort of story too. Um, we dismiss far too quickly. And I don't think that's a, that's a mark of a good uh, mature and discerning soul or state of, you know, state of faith, because we need to figure out um, how to celebrate the good, the true, and the beautiful. I love this mm-hmm. quote from, from St. Paul. It's part of my spirituality. Celebrate the true, the noble, the good, the excellent. And I'll paraphrase it only lightly, wherever you find it, celebrate whatever that, you know, that, that sort of thing, wherever you may find it, because truth is truth, no matter who says it or when it's said, because all truth comes from the Holy Spirit, even if it's buried deep in an ancient philosophy or another part of the world or something that we don't like, if it's true, it's true. And we have to, as as Christians, we're called to be the celebrators and the cultivators and the custodians of, of truth. Um, and truth is beautiful. So, Yeah, no, amen to that. Uh, for those who are just tuning in, I'm speaking with Dominic D'Souza, who the founder of Smart Catholics and Legend Fiction. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about that. Um, for Legend Fiction, I, I found here the description, Dominic had said, it's a creative, a creative community for Catholic and Orthodox fiction authors who love fantasy and sci-fi and more. Um, how did this community start? And what have you seen some of the fruits of it? Um, yeah, tell us a bit more. Oh, that's fun. So Legend Fiction was born about two years ago now, um, it was the outgrowth of a desire. Like I've just described, we need to find a new way to have a whole lot more fun around fiction. Um, I don't know about you, but I love stories that involve dragons and stuff like, well, Lord of the Rings and Narnia. Um, I also enjoy stories that have, well, science fiction. So Star Wars and, um, what are some others? Dune, Game of Thrones, all of these others that have a lot of fantastic imaginary and also dark stuff that's going on with them that really challenges, um, what it means to be a good person and how we find our role in the world. And, um, and there's a lot of that going on out there. And there's a reason why these things are popular in culture. Um, you actually had chatted with sister Nancy, uh, and, and, uh, this is actually how we connected. And I loved a point that she made in one of her, um, conversations where she says the, Secular media is not creating stuff that everybody wants and, uh, or sorry, secular stuff is not creating stuff. And then people are just showing up to, uh, buy into it. You know, Hollywood is not driving the culture. Um, she's adamant. No, the Holy spirit is driving the culture and Hollywood is floating all kinds of ideas, but the people are showing up for the ones that are the most true. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, they can be mixed in together with all kinds of light and dark. And of course that's yeah. just human nature. That's just how storytelling is. But if we look at all of the mega popular stories that are out there, um, if you get under the surface of them, what do you find invariably these really deep questions of how do I be a good person? How do I return, return to an enchanted reality where everything that is spiritual that we say we believe is actually, you know, real. And we live like it's actually real. You know, what do I, who am I when, things go south. You know, the whole Avengers saga is all about that. Everything is going wrong. Who are you? You know, how do you step up? Um, that's a really, really important message. Like I said, there's 400 years of very silly philosophies 
we've lost the ability to comfortably and confidently step up and answer that. And we can see all of the, 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 the trauma among young men and women today just don't even really want to be alive anymore, don't even really want to date anymore, don't know what to do with their lives. Stories give us back purpose. Anyhow, so that's why I wanted to create a community where a lot of these more imaginative things, science fiction and, and fantasy in particular, um, aren't, aren't knocked down as or dismissed as being silly or frivolous or irreverent when, honestly, these two genres in particular, fantasy and sci-fi, are the ones that we are the most hungry for in this mm -hmm. era. Uh, and as we we sort of get better and better and sort of worse and worse at producing them, yeah. um, we are just, we can't get enough of them. Uh, and I think there's a real reason for that. It's because it triggers imaginative an imaginative side of us that has been choked and throttled since we were children. Um, we need to redevelop this because the imagination is, it's not just something that, that sort of fizzles around inside our skull brains, but it's the imagination is what God uses. It's what the numinous and the spirit uses to make contact with us, to leave impressions in us, to give us our intuitions. Um, the imagination, as a good friend loves to say, it's a truth bearing faculty. It's something that communicates truth to us. It's not just something that we mess around with. It's how we engage with reality. It is with our imagination. And if that isn't cultivated in any way at all, it'll never develop to a point where it gets better and becomes accurate and actually helpful. So we need to just go back to basics and encourage and, and, and sort of teach young people, teach everybody, um, enjoy the use of, of your imagination but not just in a silly way or a frivolous way, in a constructive way, in a way where you're understanding and trying to re-engage with reality. Um, and for those who are always like, well, fantasy and sci-fi fiction, it's such an escape from reality. And, and I really want people to take, to think for a second, are you sure you're living in reality? Because mm -hmm. for a lot of us, it's pretty hellish. It's mm -hmm. dehumanized. It's purposeless. Um, I mean, that's, those are two massive things. There is no place for the incarnation in the kind of materialist, nihilist um, world that, that most of us sort of do business as normal in. Um, mm -hmm. That is not the world God gifted to us. That, that's not actually the world we live in. It is the one that we show up to. Mm -hmm. uh, and our relationships and our own personal lives are suffering you know, because of it. So that reigniting of imagination, of a faith-inspired fiction, and that's kind of where legend fiction is, is sort of anchoring itself. How do we get back to a faith-inspired fiction? Again, not one that's evangelistic, because a lot of people aren't ready to hear that. Some are, and there are some mm -hmm. communities that are out there for that. Yeah. But in the same way that you're watching like a Christopher Nolan epic or, you know, yeah. the Avengers, you'll show up side by side in costume or maybe not at a theater and you'll enjoy it with complete strangers. And right. you'll both be jumping up and down and patting each other on the back and going for beer mm -hmm. afterwards, because we recognize we're all in love with the same thing. And this story gave it to us. Yeah. Uh, and that's a connection point. And that's what stories are. They, they strike so much deeper because they are part of the foundation of what it means to be a human being and a human being is someone who lives in story and tells stories and then finds purpose through stories. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and Dominic, for someone who is, who might be listening and maybe wants to uh, grow in this art of storytelling and maybe he or she is not sure where to start uh, just kind of in 
the daily art of storytelling, how might you suggest some practical steps of how to um, refine that art of storytelling? Maybe not to become a professional storyteller, but mm-hmm. just kind of in the yeah. day-to-day. That's a wonderful question. Um, maybe a couple of different things. One is enjoy watching movies mm-hmm. um, and enjoy reading. You know, that's how you that's how you feed yourself. You know, our, our souls and our minds need food as much as our bodies do. Um, so that's one. Two, consider something like journaling or writing, mm-hmm. even if you don't share it with anybody. Yeah. Or something like blogging. Um, again, even if you don't share it with anybody, do it for yourself. Um, we have these, a lot of us have these rich inner lives, but we've not found a way to bridge them with how we communicate with our outer lives. So doing something like journaling or just mm-hmm. having fun writing some of your own projects and maybe sharing them with a couple of friends or a beta reader or joining an online community if you're, you know, distanced from anybody or, you know, maybe yeah. your parish. Uh, sharing them with others to get feedback, um, or just to start getting comfortable sharing what you think. Um, I think those are the, those are a very important ways. I think that th- that's from an active way. There's also a contemplative part of this, which I think is extremely important, either as a Christian, but even even just as a human being. There's a contemplative part of us that was normal to us as children, and then was kind of educated out of us. But that ability to like just sit in sunlight and just stare at nothing and just let it wash over you and just to be in it or to watch an ant crawling along a leaf, just to sit in a forest, just to, to do nothing and to allow everything to communicate to you. Um, if you can get past the first couple of times, like, wow, this is weird. I'm sitting here doing nothing. If you can sort of tip your head sideways and get to a point where you're realizing everything around me is alive. Mm-hmm. Everything is charged like electrically charged with the glory of god mm-hmm. and the universe the cosmos the creation that we live in is filled in every inch with angelic realities mm-hmm. it's made up of them mm-hmm. and they're all intelligent and they all have things to communicate i may not be able to understand them all at this point mm-hmm. because i haven't sit in silence and openness long enough mm-hmm. but you pick up any saint any mystic and they will tell you heaven is not someplace that is far away. It's a blink and a breath away. Mm-hmm. Um, all it takes is that openness to it. And that's, that I think is as important as, as feeding yourself is also giving, you know, asking for reality to communicate to you. Holy wisdom, Christ, the Holy Spirit, your local saints, um, mm-hmm anything and everything that's holy all around you to communicate to you. Um, invite that, ask for that, ask for that openness. And that's something we have to then cultivate. That is pretty transformative on every aspect of your life. Um, because that is so deep a part of who we are as, as human beings. Um, mm-hmm. and then find friends. And that's where community is key. Uh, we love God. We love ourselves. We love our neighbor and we have to do all three. So I won't necessarily necessarily say go and pray, um, because we can often get trapped in prayer and think that it's a whole lot of doing and a whole lot of asking contemplation and just simply observing, observing what's going on in our minds and, you know, how we're reacting to things. Um, that is, can also be a form of prayer, learning to communicate what you think and not to judge it, but to observe it. That can also be a form of prayer. And then reading and enjoying the good things of life, watching shows and having good food and friendship, that can also be a form of prayer. And ultimately, everything is a breathing. 
is a form of prayer. In and out is a communion with with reality, a communion with God. Um, so I would recommend don't don't pressure yourself. But if you have that edge and that interest to to be imaginative, be creative, feed that, give space to that, like a seedling, give it sunlight, give it air, give it water, um, talk to it nicely, and then find friends around it. Dominic, that's great. Where, as we come to the end of our time together, where can folks learn more about you and also about this um, uh, community for uh, for writers? Sure. Well, you can you can head on over to legendfiction.com. And we are, like I said, we're two years in. We're actually coming up on our second anniversary. So in celebration, we have an annual convention called Legend Haven, which is free and open to anybody to come and join readers and writers alike to celebrate fantasy and sci-fi. So it's a, it's a one day in October um, just for everyone to hang out and have fun together and share what they're doing. And readers are reading from their books and Please show up in costume, that sort of thing. Um, so legendfiction.com. If you're a writer, you're welcome to start a 30-day free trial. And um, it's $5 a month after that and cancel any time. But we have people in there who are incredible people and who are tripling their writing output because they're just having so much fun. Oh, that's great. Dominic, thank you so much for your time today. I'd ask that God continue to bless you, your family, and the good work you're doing. Thank you. In my work in parish ministry, I spend a lot of time teaching about the sacraments, about doctrine. But as Dominic alluded to, I'm always trying to find ways to situate those elements of the Catholic faith in the bigger story. So how does the sacrament of the Eucharist connect with the mystery of the Holy Trinity? What does morality have to do with our belief in the incarnation that God became man? Because if the dots don't connect in our life of faith, if it's not all part of one majestic cosmic story, then honestly, it can become very easy to to start neglecting our faith Um, in the same way that we might grow out of a hobby and it kind of falls to the wayside when we find something else to spend our time on. And this is really the great gift that Tolkien gave us. He gave us not just a story about Middle Earth, but he gave us a whole world to live in, to experience adventures and struggles and sorrows and joys. And that is what Christianity gives us. It's not just a story or a collection of sayings or fragments of wisdom, but rather we are invited into the big picture, into a whole world animated by the very life of Christ, by the Holy Spirit, whose power is coursing through the sacraments, through prayer and providence, constantly calling us to conversion and communion. So consider this an invitation to dust off some of your old books or pick up a new one and rediscover the ways that God is speaking to us through word and through wonder, pointing us to a world beyond this one, to a kingdom where the story and the joy never ends. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Miriam Marston, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue to hear stories of how God is at work in our world today. Until then, stay well and stay close to Christ. God bless you all. You've been listening to Blazing the Trail, a weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. For more information on Miriam Marston and her work, plus an archive of our past shows, visit us online at matradayradio.com or download the Hail Mary Media app. Blazing the Trail is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.